You're listening to the regular weekly Big Finish podcast. It's Monday, the 19th of September 2016. My name is Benji, and I am joined here by Commander of the Gallifreyan Chancery Guard, Mr. Nicholas Briggs. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Yes, I've got a special watch with a screen on and everything, and a nice red uniform. No other jokes. <laughs> I'm contractually obliged to remind you that Big Finish are the purveyors of fine audio drama and audiobooks based on Doctor Who, Torchwood, Blake 7, Sherlock Holmes, The Avengers, Survivors, The Prisoner, and so much more. There's an awful lot there. We've got Jago, Lightfoot, Graceless, Pathfinder Legends, Dalek Empire, Dan Dare, Countermeasures, and more. Did you mention The Confessions of Dorian Gray? I didn't, but we've mentioned it now. It's got its own spot there, The Confessions of Dorian Gray. Marvellous. Coming up in a moment, the big finish news. That'll be followed by listeners' emails and then our guest interview. And then it'll be time for the Randomoid Selectatron, and we will activate this fiendishly clever device to randomly locate a random release from the Big Finish archive. Then we will play you the trailer and have a bit of a chat about it. That extravaganza will be followed by a roundup of the latest releases and the next instalment of our serialization of Big Finish's audio reimagining of the classic 1960s TV series, The Prisoner. And number six is about to make his first attempt at escape from the village in a taxi it'll never get off the ground well it's a car of course it won't oh. and uh, <coughs> anyway um, nick you didn't mention who the guest star interview is no i didn't i'm too scared to say it's uh, <laughs> it will become clear in the interview it's it's um <clears throat> it's ramon ramon Lovely That's, man, but terrified me when I did Survivors. Ramon Tikram. Ramon It's Ramon. I seem to recall... Uh, I have a problem <laughs> saying his name. I confess all to him in the interview. Ah, it's, it's Ramon. I think it's, yeah, Ramon Tikram. No, Tikram. Uh, Tikram. No, Tikram. Tikram. Oh, well, you have to listen, listen to the interview when it's edited and see how he says it. He laughs at me. Does, does it... <laughs> I've worked with him quite a lot, you see, and uh, and I and I just call him Ramon. I never use his surname. And then there are people, other actors, calling him Ramon, and he takes it all. You can see he flinches slightly. That's like, it's Ramon. It's Ramon. I'm sure I heard somebody call him Ramondo in the studio. Raymondo. Ramondo. No, he's a, he's an absolute dude, though. Absolute dude. It's fantastic. But equally, um, completely terrifying, especially listening to survivors um yeah what was the character he played he played theo the strange uh, cult leader theo theo we couldn't neither of us could remember that character name even though you know i'd spent weeks listening to him over and over again doing the music but anyway we got a plug in anyway so so now it's time for the big finish news Cute Nick and Benji. And there's Benji doing his mashed potatoes straining noise. It's meant to be. Look, if you've not heard the podcast before, it's meant to be like sort of tuning in a radio, isn't it? It is. That's it. Think what, of it. Yeah. I mean, I, I always physically do the the knob turning. They thing. can't see that. They, they can't see it. But it's we. we uh, you know, even though we know it doesn't work, it's just become like an obsessive thing we have to do. Isn't it, really? I said we're very stuck in our ways, and, and it seems every week there's a new thing added to our strange list. 
<laughs> and the podcasts are just getting longer and longer. Anyway, <clears throat> Big Finish will be attending the convention known as Regenerations. It's on the 24th and 25th of September. Look it up on the internet at regenerationsswansea.co.uk. That gives you a clue as to where it is. Big Finish will have a stall selling uh, winkles. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I put that. It's just when I wrote... <laughs> They'll have a stall. I, I think Ian Atkins and I were talking about this in the production office. He said it sounds, sounds like we're selling winkles. Um, and they're sort of um, shellfish. The little, little seaside shellfish. Yes. Things, obviously, they'll probably be selling CDs. That's that's my guess. Uh, Jason Hegelery, the chairman of the company, and Sue Cowley, general manager, will be there. I'm not sure who else. Why not pop along, find out and have a chat? They didn't invite me. I shan't take it personally. Oh, Nick, you, you come to, to, to the one I'm going to. Because whilst we cruise towards October, Big Finish shall be attending the Dimensions Convention in Newcastle. The event takes place on the 7th, 8th and 9th of October and attending shall be Sue and Emily from Big Finish Towers, Tom Saunders, the video man, and myself, Benji. And we shall be joined by Big Finish writer and all-round great guy, Rob Shearman, who is our guest at the event. So please pop down and you can find out more at www.10thplanetevents.co.uk. That's right, where I'm sure all your names will be misspelt and there'll be photographs of you sort of compressed in the wrong way so that you all look like Sontarans. That's what they usually do on their wonderful website. I don't even think our names are on there, actually. No. Oh, well, yeah, that, that's the other thing they do, not bother. Yeah, I mean, there, um, there, there is, my name's Benji Clifford and there is another Clifford on there, Claire Clifford from Earthshock, which is, you know... It's good enough. There's a Clifford representing, so it's good enough for me. Yeah, who's Claire Clifford from Earthshot? She, she was uh, the woman uh, in, you know, in, in episode... I, I can't remember if she made it all the way through, but she was the woman who uh, was with... Was with <laughs> she was the woman! No, she was like the, the, the one woman who was with um, Commander Scott when they were going through the tunnels. Oh, right, right. Well, yeah, the star of the show. Um, and Rob Shearman will be signing copies of the vinyl uh, release of The Chimes of Midnight, I'm pretty certain. Now that's exciting. That is very exciting. Mm. I actually gave, well, I've started giving that a re-listen yesterday, actually. And it's, uh, it's magnificent stuff. It's a cracker. It got voted best Doctor Who thing ever back in 2004. Well, it's, it's hardly surprising. It's, it's such a it's such it's a lovely Christmassy one as well, which is really nice. It's yeah, got lots of people love that. And wasn't released at Christmas, <laughs> and isn't being re-released at Christmas. Nah, madness, plum pudding. On to the next news item. Anyway, so we've got some reviews here uh, for the Sacrifice of Sherlock Holmes. So I'm going to go through them now. So Starburst magazine says the Sacrifice of Sherlock Holmes really is a must listen. Frequently surprising, occasionally emotional, and never less than in. Big Finish have delivered a spectacular Sherlock Holmes story unlike any other. Ed Watkinson of Planet Mondas says, Briggs and Earl have passed the test and they enter into the realm of all-time great Holmes and Watson actors. A high-octane roller coaster ride of an adventure that really does leave the listener gasping for breath. <laughs> grasping for breath. Gasping for breath. <laughs> at nine, and that's a 9 out of 10. Sci-Fi Pulse says, Barnes expertly melded melodrama and allegory as an unapologetically as Sir Arthur Conan Doyle did himself. As ever, Nicholas Briggs and Richard Earl were superb. 
Oh, please, no. Oh, we'll continue. Uh, hey, great. Uh, Mass Movement says the entire cast shine here, but a special mention must go to Nicholas Briggs, who plays a beautifully mercurial Holmes. Is that the right? Mercurial? Yes, it is. Yes, mercurial it is. Holmes oscillating wildly between bouts of age-induced existential angst and the speed and brilliance of his long-forgotten youth. Half of that's true for me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> to decide which. <laughs> and lastly, the last of these tongue twisters, Colt Box <laughs> says, Nick Briggs as Sherlock and Richard Earl as Watson are as compelling as pairing as any other in the long history of characters. Nick Briggs portrays well the tension of a man much nearer his final curtain than he wants to be. This isn't overdone, but like age itself, is always present. Ah. <sighs> That's a, that's a nice review, particularly because, yeah, I am playing Sherlock Holmes, you know, in his later years. And so, you know, there's you sort of think, well, how much has he changed and how much older should I make him? So I'm, I'm glad that no one says Nick Briggs is doing a really unconvincing, stupid old man voice. Well, it's, it's, that, it's foreboding, isn't it? That sort of that, that feeling yeah. of... Well, in the way the voice does change slightly and there's a sort of readiness in it, you know, and it sometimes strains in the upper notes kind of thing. So that's what it's I was It's a lot doing. of thought that goes into it, actually. Like something, something as subtle as that, I think that's actually yeah. that's pretty impressive. Well, that's the beauty of acting. You can really concentrate. And if you're into that sort of thing, like what I is, it's, it's great fun. It's just great fun to sort of toy with all those ideas about what's going on in people's head, what their physicality is like and how that affects the voice. It's just great stuff. I've got a great job. <laughs> it's just crushing me. No, it's fine. Uh, <clears throat> the New Countermeasures, Volume 1, is out in December 2016. Here are some details. Oh, hang on. They're top secret. Someone's just passed me this document marked classified. It says, Simon Williams, Pamela Salem and Karen Gledhill are back as Gilmore, Dr. Rachel Jensen and Alison Williams, the characters who battled the Daleks along with the Seventh Doctor and Remembrance of the Daleks, together with Hugh Ross as Sir Toby Kinsella. But this time the action has shifted from the 1960s to the 1970s. There's a quote from David Richardson. I won't do a David Richardson voice because he'll just get upset. Although I'm, I have it on good authority, i.e. his, that he doesn't bother listening to these podcasts. <laughs> so David Richardson, the famous murderer, says the first four box sets took place during the 1960s and were envisaged as audio adventures in black and white. This time we're doing audio in colour. He's, you know he's taken leave of his senses aiming to capture the tone of those lavish ITC thrillers from the 70s like the champions and Department S except they were from the from 1969 you buffoon David anyway but we know what you mean fittingly in the new countermeasures the team has a new base of operations atop of the post office tower as they undertake missions across the globe that threaten world peace their adventures kick off with nothing to see here by the wonderful Guy Adams in which the team are on the trail of thieves in Switzerland. Criminals who are using very dangerous technology. Next up is Troubled Waters by Ian Potter, which takes Gilmore, Rachel, Alison and Toby to the Azores and a journey to the ocean floor as they attempt to find a top secret submarine that has gone missing. <sighs> Episode 3 is The Phoenix Strain by Christopher Hatherall. Sorry, Christopher, fluffed your name there. In which Londoners are subjected to lethal attacks by the bird pop. Population. Finally, A Gamble with Time by John Dorney is set in Mont 
Monte Carlo, where Countermeasures has arrived in a casino on the trail of alien hardware, only to discover that it is actually time travel technology. So this all sounds amazing. I, I can't wait to do the music for them. I can't, I, why can't I hear them now? You're not doing it, are you? You're I'm not, not doing, doing it. I, I, do you know what? I actually, because I did Countermeasures Series 4 as my first yeah. job for Big Finish. Yes, and, and I right. once once I finished that, somebody, I think it was David Richardson, said, oh, um, yes, we're, we're moving Countermeasures into the 1970s. And I was like, what? I was like, why am I not involved in this? But it's it's exciting. Obviously, we've heard the specials, and they are fab. They are fab. I mean, it's it's... They're such wonderful characters as well. Yes, that's Who Who Killed Toby Kinsella. Which is which amazing. Is, is that is also a available. cracking yeah. listen, that is. But it's absolutely great, great fun, really. I can't wait. I was actually was getting excited when you were reading that out. So I was. <laughs> so was I, could you tell? It was great. <laughs> yeah. It's great. No, they're, they're, it's, it, Countermeasures really does feel like the TV programme that that has always been on, but actually was never on at the time, if that makes sense. It's not at all, but I know what you mean. Uh, I, I should carry with the carry on with Indeed these parish notices. Uh, the new Countermeasures Volume One is out in December and is available at special pre-order prices on download and CD from this Thursday, the twenty-second of September. It's also available in a special bundle with last July's feature-length special, which Benji and I just mentioned. The new Countermeasures Who Killed Toby Kinsella. Highly recommended. Exciting stuff. And now the Eighth Doctor Adventure Doom Coalition continues with Doom Coalition 3, which is out on Thursday the 22nd of September. This is direct swap of the release dates for the War Doctor Agents of Chaos, which was delayed simply by the sheer workload we're piling onto the genius sound designer and composer that is Howard Carter. He's now having a lie down, I think. Good old Howard. Have a a biscuit as well. Treat yourself. Uh, yes, so Doom Coalition 3 was written by Matt Fitton and John Dorney, two fantastic Big Finish writers, and this features episodes entitled Absent Friends, The Eighth Piece, The Doomsday Chronometer, and The Crucible of Souls. God, they're great titles. That's particularly, I love The Doomsday Chronometer and The Crucible of Souls. Anyway, here's the trailer. It is time to complete my masterpiece. Time to start the countdown until doomsday coming soon from big finish productions doctor who doom coalition 3 the archives were the most highly secured place on gallifrey probably even more so now after what happened last time what happened last time the 11 happened threads in the web of time are being unpicked by whatever this is they're in flux but only in relation to one another hear that fizzing noise that's my brain. Ah, oh, don't worry, Liv. I have a seventh sense for this kind of business. In the name of King Henry, I demand that you identify yourselves. Intent hostile. Threat will be neutralized. None will stand in our way. I'm Ruth, Helen's daughter. Her daughter? Superville, Com. Superville? Well, that hardly sounds like an evil organisation. What the devil? A devil? Not today, Thomas. Today I'm your guardian angel. I am the clocksmith. I am an artist. And I am everywhere. Time Lords. Honestly, you spend your whole life believing there's only one left, then they start turning up like buses. Big Finish. 
We love stories. I've, I've never seen it, but this must be what happens. What happens when? When he regenerates. Well, there we go. That was magnificent. The War Doctor Agents of Chaos will now be released in October. John Hurt returns for more adventures as the time war rages across the cosmos. In The Shadow Vortex by David Llewellyn, the War Doctor finds himself trapped in a cell in East Berlin during the Cold War. In The Eternity Cage by Andrew Smith, the Sontarans make a bid to join the time war. And in Eye of Harmony by Ken Bentley, the War Doctor and his friends are trapped inside a critically damaged battle TARDIS. Here's the trailer. The War Doctor. Agents of Chaos. Please help me! What's going on here? I need to get myself one of these. Are you an ally of the Daleks? I most certainly am not. Do you have any jurisdiction here? Whatever she's told you, that device is not what you think. There you are, Doctor. Oh, Lystra, how did you find me? Agent Sanis, this is the time strategist. Beginning countdown, ten, nine. If the Daleks have sent her to Earth, then I have to go there. And as I'm sure the commander has already told you, the Isotron's existence is very much under wraps. We call it the Shadow Vortex. We have to get back to the TARDIS. Fire all weapons. What is that? What have you done? What have you done? We are coming. Get down! I'm overriding all my ship safety protocols to keep the two timelines contained in here. Follow them. They were in agony and reaching out. What are you doing? I am General Fisk, commander of the 8th Sontaran battle fleet, and you are my prisoner. This is the woman who branded me a war criminal. You expect me to risk my life to get her back? Identify yourself! I am Colonel Vladimir Ilyanich Kaverin. What's happening to me? You will soon be a prisoner of the Daleks. He began to regenerate. The fleet is waiting. If we fail, the Time Lords will order a full attack. If you initiate a time battle, Fask, you'll lose. We shall see. Target acquired! Big finish. We love stories. They had their chance. And they left me no choice. And there we go. That was the news. So it goes, so it went. It's out the window and it's off the way to the Isle of Wight. So, without further ado, <laughs> let's move on to competition music. Yes, time now for a special competition announcement. A while back, we ran a Dark Shadows competition, both in the regular Big Finish podcast and a special Dark Shadows podcast. Here are the results. So the question asked was, what was the name of the Dark Shadows story written by Marcy Robbins in the upcoming Big Finish Haunting Memories Dark Shadows release? The answer was... Hell win. The winners of the Dark Shadows CDs are as follows. Q drum roll or cheese roll or a roll of your choice. Alistair Wallace and Alistair wins the CD release of Echoes 
of the past, signed by all the performers, the writers and the producers. Congratulations, Alistair. Heather Lee Anslow wins the CD release of Blood and Fire, signed by 18 members of the cast and crew. Congratulations, Heather. And that is the end of this exciting competition interruption to the podcast. Time now for Big Finish Emails. Love an email, love an email. We've got plenty of emails here for you. So first up is from Mark Cole. I think we need to hear Ben Briggs give his version of the infamous cruise to Old Jersey. That was Mark Cole. Odessa Steps magazine. What's Odessa Steps magazine? I perhaps we best not know. Um... Your wish is my command, hopefully. Here's my seven-year-old son, Ben, talking about our recent holiday in Jersey, an island in the English Channel just off France, for those of you unfamiliar with the geography. It was a holiday upon which I was seasick. Testing. Testing, testing. That's good. Okay, Ben, so uh, did you enjoy our holiday in Jersey? Yes. Why did you enjoy it? Well... Because there was a swimming pool, mm-hmm. a hot tub, yeah. at the lodge. Yes. Um, there was a sofa bed in the lodge, and we we got the best lodge because you could go round the back and come round there because there was like a little um a bush between two lodges. And we and we could go round that. And um, what was your favourite thing? My favourite thing was the hot tub. Uh-huh. Well, uh huh. Were there any dinosaurs on Jersey? Yeah, there was there was a park, and I got really scared of them. Were they real dinosaurs? No, because I could tell they weren't real dinosaurs because they could see the rust. Oh, I see. Could you maybe tell they weren't real dinosaurs because dinosaurs are extinct? Kind of. I I know that already, but I could tell they were robotic. I see. And uh, the thing I've told people about on the podcast is um, something unfortunate that happened on the ferry. Yeah. Are we going to have to say that again? (laughs) Why? You don't want to talk about it? Well, did you... Did I say what? No, I don't. Oh, I might have done, but you could say, yeah, just just say what happened on the trip. Uh, uh, I was sick because because y- you were sick, so it made and you were making so gross noises. I, I, it, it, I, I mean, it was so disgusting. So 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 it made me feel bad. Yeah. And I had a cold anyway at the time, so that made it even worse. Did you have a cold? Yeah, at the time on the boat. Like, I I get, um, my nose feels funny and a bit snotty when, when, when you, when, when I go over rough bits of sea. Yes, it was quite rough, wasn't it? Yeah, really, they said they were going to avoid the rough, but I think they, they lied. They went straight through, straight through the rough sea, I think. It went... Through that rough sea, mm-hmm. I know nobody can see what I'm doing. I'm just, I'm just 
doing sign language so you know but you made a noise there I think yeah. well understood, yeah. And lastly, not to do with the holiday at all, unless, is there anything you want to add about the holiday? No. Okay. Uh, what were we watching yesterday? Do you mean the DVD? Oh, I think it was like the makers of, of the sun. It was the sun makers. I, the other way round. <laughs> Did you enjoy it? Yes. Have we even finished it? Yeah, we finished it, didn't we? Because you remember what happened at the end? Um, no, I can't. No, oh, okay. Well, I, well, I do re- remember um, that um, um, people started to sit at the roof and they th- um, threw someone down the uh, a thousand metre dip of the Undercity. Mm, that's right, they did. It was the gatherer they threw off, yeah. Do you have any particular favourite bits in it? My my favourite bit is when that person um kind of got flushed down that um thing that was kind of looked like a toilet. You mean the collector on his chair? Yeah. And he went um, down the little hole. Mm-hmm. Because he was actually small and he made himself look like a human for some reason. Hmm. Because nobody, nobody would listen to him if he if he was an alien, and he looked like an alien. If he looked like uh, because he looked like a human, then they would, well, do what they he says. That was the idea, I suppose. Okay, have you got anything to add? No. Okay, well, we'll just go back to the rest of the podcast now. Goodbye. He did ask to be in the podcast this time because I told him I was recording it with you today. He said, oh, can I be in it? I said, you'll be at school. <laughs> he said, oh, can I do it later then? I said, yes. Aww. And this is from Andrew Y. Hello, Big Finish. I just wanted to say that despite normally being a download-only customer, I was tempted to buy the CD version of the Light at the End special edition in a recent sale. When it arrived, I loved it so much that I ended up ordering all the other Doctor Who special editions as well. I really wanted to write to just say how much I love the book-like packaging with the photos in the writer's notes, as well as all of Tom Webster's incredible artwork. I'm curious to know whether there'll be any more of these in the future. In particular, is there any chance of the new editions of The Chimes of Midnight and Spare Pipes, Spare Pipes and Spare Parts <laughs> and Spare Parts being given a fancy CD release like this? It would be amazing to have CD versions of these otherwise out of print, at least on CD classics. As well as that, there'll be a chance to show off the new artwork and behind the scenes to those who cannot play vinyl. I know that I, and I'm sure many others, would be interested in such a set and any and any others that you might release. Thanks and keep up the good work, Andrew. Well, uh, I don't know. Uh, we might we might really spare pipes. That would be an interesting spare story. Pipes. It's where the plumbers um, invade Earth. <laughs> yeah, they do. They they sort of knock on the they knock on the door at a time in which was not originally planned. You know, they they said we'll be That's here right. at, we'll be here at ten, and actually and they, they kill people by going. <laughs> don't know about that no. and they're going to be nah! uh, no of course talking about the plumbers if you're a fan of Ben 10 you know that will have a significance have you ever watched Ben 10 I've no, not no I'm not 
Uh, the plumbers do. are they, they they get rid of aliens or something. Anyway, I digress massively. Um, I'll, get, I'll tell you I'll tell you a secret, which is that that packaging we did for the light at the end. I remember when we first had a meeting with um, the people who do our CD pressing to say, look, we're looking for something really really special. You know, what can you offer us in terms of packaging? And they brought along this thing and said, look, you can have a book inside. Oh, we, oh, we loved it. We loved it. And so we went hell for leather for it. And you know, and people love them. I would say they are massively expensive to produce. Um, so, yeah, that it's we have to be certain that something will be a runaway winner for it to be financially viable because we end up spending most of the money on the packaging. And, uh, yeah, do you see what I'm saying? So that's a difficult one. You know, ideally, if they were cost effective, we would love to do more of them. But, yeah, they're, they're quite quite a drain on resources. It's very dull. Some of these answers are very dull. I'm so sorry. Uh, anyway, uh, next from uh, Gareth Sudes or Suds. Sorry, Gareth, your name's spelled S-U-D-D-E-S. So I'm not quite sh- sure. I, I would go for, it. oh, I don't know, but I, I'd say Suds, but mm-hmm. the, e is, suds. the E is throwing me off. It is. Anyway, this is concerning postage. And as you know, we, we talked about postage last time and we have to go into quite a bit of detail about this because these are very important issues. Anyway, Gareth says, good morning all. While I completely understand the new shipping policy, it will make continuing to subscribe to the main range or fourth doctor cost prohibitive due to the $6.60 shipping charge per release. It's worth noting that the main range and the fourth doctor adventures are always shipped together anyway, so that will effectively be £13, sorry, $13.20 for each of those packages, which seems excessive. Uh, full disclaimer, as a long-term loyal Big Finish fan, this won't actually affect me in the short term as I took advantage of the mega sub last year and had already subscribed to season six of the fourth doctor adventures, but I do have an idea which may soften the blow once I I need to make my next order, which I hope you'll consider. I've always enjoyed subscribing for the benefits such as extended extras and short trips, but it's become apparent that shipping the releases each month is going to be an expensive proposition. Buying them in a bundle or retro sub once they've uh, once they're all released is obviously the alternative, as that saves a lot in shipping charges. But then I'll feel like I'm always eight or twelve months behind, which would make it difficult to avoid spoilers and take part in online discussions. So ideally, I think I'd like to see an option where I could still enjoy all the benefits of subscribing, but have a checkbox to defer the CD shipping until all the items in the subs are released. For the main range, it might be nice to have another option to have them shipped at most four times per year at the end of each trilogy. Having the anthology released in the same month as the end of a trilogy would therefore be best to accommodate that pattern as that could be included with the current trilogy package. While I have switched to downloads for many ranges, there's something about continuing to maintain a complete set of the main range that appeals to the OCD in all of us. Thanks for your consideration and the countless hours of enjoyment you provide. Sincerely, Gareth. P.S. I meant to include that with the advent of the wonderful Android iOS app, it will be easy to listen to the stories as they are released. So having to wait for the CDs to arrive is far less of a hardship. 
Okay, Gareth. I mean, I would just say one thing slightly humorously. Our um, late lamented friend, uh, Paul Sprague, would have ascribed to this um, email a, a symbol he used to send around, which was the moon on a stick. He said, he would say, this person's asking for the moon on the stick. You're asking us to sort of tailor everything exactly to your precise needs. That said, you've asked some significant questions. Yeah. And here's the complex answer, courtesy of some expert information from Ian Atkins. The non-UK postage on physical or CD subscriptions is so high because it's effectively £8.50 or so per one of the 12 releases when we were charging £1 that to wait until the end and get the bundle, which is sent in one package, so much, much less postage, makes far more financial sense for customers. As far as we can see, the only advantage to paying for an overseas CD subscription is to be on board with the internet discussions and avoid spoilers, etc. So we'd recommend a switch to download only subscription. However, if you can wait, buying the bundle later would be cheaper because everything is sent in one package, as you mentioned, Gareth. Our sending fourth and main range titles at the same time, or at present, early adventures and main range, has been done ever since we had these ranges running back to back. We don't currently have a mechanism to discount for this, though you're right, Gareth, we are making a saving on this and actually a slight profit, whereas in the old days it just reduced slightly how much we were losing. And I must emphasize that any profit Big Finish makes is not actually profit at all because it all goes into paying other costs such as production contributor fees, um, paying the BBC their percentage, and the ever-increasing cost of CD pressing, which is set to rise quite alarmingly since the UK's Brexit vote because of materials sourced from our outside the UK. Ouch. Uh, the website would need a significant reworking to offer a third type of subscription where downloads became available on release, but the CD didn't go out until one, two or three months later. It would cause us a lot of workload and storage problems in the warehouse too. It is something we could consider but we'll monitor the situation. It seems likely to us that these postal charge changes will mean that many customers will switch to download-only subscriptions or perhaps buy from Alien Entertainment or Amazon. Frankly, we prefer it if you went to Alien Entertainment for your overseas CD subscription if you wanted to move away from Big Finish because they're, they're friends of ours and run a, a nice little shop on the outskirts of Chicago. Nice people running a small business. They deserve your business. I hope that answers your points, Gareth. I know I'm not giving exactly the answer you want, so very sorry about that. I hate all this talk about money, but I suppose economic realities sometimes have to enter into the fantasy world I mostly try to live in. <laughs> well, I would actually just uh, interject as well, because uh, uh, Gareth mentions the, uh, the app as well, the Android and the iOS app. Um, mm -hmm. When we're talking about things like downloads only, uh, I have to say as well, though, that, I mean, yesterday, for example, uh, I was I was off out. I had to catch a train. So I loaded up the app on my phone. And actually, um, I mean, I, I get unlimited data so I can download something on the go, in which I did, uh, which didn't take very long. But in actual fact, um, I got, strangely, I got the same satisfaction that I would get out of looking at CDs on a shelf that I did from scrolling through the releases that I've got on the Big Finish app. So it, it because it's linked with your account, you get a selection of the things that, that you've purchased through Big Finish. So in some ways, it's quite nice because you scroll through and you see all the artwork and names. And so um, whilst, you know, 
it's I just really what, what I wanted to say was it's it's quite nice to look at that and to see that and and mm. maybe maybe that's a nice alternative you know something like that yeah but when people have started collecting it's quite I, I oh, absolutely yeah. understand that it's quite um you know they want to continue the collection so well, that's why we're not stopping doing CDs anytime soon that's for sure we're not even projecting to that time but uh you know there is uh, a change in the market generally you know the the, the number of and, and i get asked this question at conventions always you know people want to know how it's going in terms of the cd download balance and it is it's a, at a sort of tipping point now it is you know there are some products where we sell far more downloads and there's some products where we make far more money from downloads sometimes you sell more downloads but you still don't make as money as much money or generate as much income as the cds do so you know what i mean it's kind of you can see the writing is on the wall but um it's going to be a long time before the writing on the wall is finished absolutely the person painting it is taking a long time he's, he's, he's lost his biro um, this, yes <laughs> this metaphor is getting out of control well i still want to get my big finished cassette collection finished but never mind <laughs> <laughs> reissue please um yes yeah, so further to this last podcast postage rates emailer anthony zahetna says this hi nick and benji official co-host that's in brackets uh, with an exclamation mark uh, thank you very much for that it's lovely to be on board uh podcasting away great fun having the time of my life uh, I just heard the latest podcast. Thank you, Nick, for addressing the issue of the newly introduced postage fees so extensively and sensitively. It has been most appreciated, and I know that I am not the only one affected. From some of the Big Finish Facebook posts, many other customers have been waiting for a discussion and explanation of this issue. Thanks again, Anthony. You're very welcome. Yes, thanks, Anthony. It's very nice of you to write in and say that. Oh, here's a quickie uh, um, from Jim Hall concerning Christopher Eccleston. I saw this interview with Christopher Eccleston saying he regrets leaving Doctor Who after one series. I wondered if now would be a good opportunity to approach Christopher for a return to the role through Big Finish. The interview um, had the headline of uh, Christopher Eccleston says leaving Doctor Who was tragic. Uh, well, the thing I would say, um, Jim, is that don't imagine that we are not trying to get Christopher Eccleston. And uh, there is no way we're thinking, oh, we're not bothering to get him. No, no, no. So any time anything about him is mentioned, we're on the case. And the only reason why there are no Christopher Eccleston big finish audios is because... Uh, we're not getting the response we need in order for him to do it. So there you are. I mean, likewise, you know, there's also this thing I'll say in a general way, when people make public statements, it isn't necessarily the thing they're going to say during uh, a potential negotiation to do a job or that their representatives are going to say. So there have been several things where people have said, oh, so-and-so said this at a convention, so surely. And then when one checks in another way, uh, the same statement. There's a big difference between what someone might feel minded to say in front of a large loving audience and what what their representatives will say when contacted. I hope that's not too controversial. But, you know, these things have to be sorted up in a in a big, big old grown up way. And it's it's not quite the same. It's a, it's a difficult one. It's, a difficult, it's also difficult because people who've recently been in Doctor Who don't have the same attitude towards it that people were who were in Doctor Who decades ago, you know. 
I think it was, uh, you know, when when um, Peter, Colin and Sylvester beautifully and brilliantly came on board immediately, we started Big Finish. Uh, I don't think it was a foregone conclusion, but we kind of knew they'd be interested because they had a, a long-term love for Doctor Who. It's different for people who've just left the show, you know? They're doing other things and, um, you know... I don't, I don't know how long we'll have to wait before some of them might change their attitude towards returning to Doctor Who. It's not such an easy thing for them, you know? And I think potentially I as well that. as maybe at, at the time, you know, say as soon as Colin had, had, had finished being Doctor Who, it might have been a difficult ball game to say, come and do some, some Doctor Who. Exactly. T- time, is, time is something I think any actor yeah. needs anyway to to have a break from something before coming I, back. Do you know, I think that's a really good um, analogy, Benji, because I think, yeah, if, if someone had asked Colin to come and do some Doctor Who audios just after he'd left the TV series, I think he would have absolutely said no. Yeah. Just time... But I don't know. Time as I a mean, healer. maybe Colin would like to write in and tell us. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm so, well, seeing Colin in a few weeks, actually. There we go. So, who knows? But, um, yes, anyway, so thanks for that. Very, uh, very funky uh, email don't know what I'm talking about I'm just going to carry on um, this is <laughs> th- that's that's my motto <laughs> um, this is from Jonah Kensit dear Nick and Benji I'm writing in regards of the exciting release of the latest Bernie Summerfield release the Unbound Universe I'm relatively new to the adventures of Big Finish's leading lady and after meeting Lisa Bowman at the Doctor Who festival I was charmed into purchasing all the new adventures me it worked <laughs> <laughs> the ploy worked. Um, the latter of which I have been most excited about because of the inclusion of David Warner and Sam Kiskart, who are absolutely stunning in their respective roles. This latest release allowed me to escape the entrapment of a rather soggy camping holiday that was forced <laughs> upon me. And as with all writing, I enjoy. I got my brain. Bou- it got my brain bouncing with ideas. I could sympathise with that one. Nobody likes camping. Um, no. Well, some people like it. I went camping a couple of weeks ago. Uh, spent a, quite a lot of money on a, on a barbecue, uh, which didn't light. No matter what we tried, it didn't light. So just buy just buy a temporary one. No, from we the did. We, we bought money on that, but we got loads of great food for the barbecue. But it just wouldn't light, and we tried everything: firelight, you name it. We tried it. In the end, this and this is quite funny. I thought if if I was a caveman. You know, trying to survive, I would just be written off. In the end, it was me standing at about sort of half past ten in the evening with my friend in the middle of nowhere waiting for a kebab delivery man to arrive with food. It was tragic. It was tragic. But anyway, back to the podcast. Cause- I would just like to say I went camping for two days and we bought a temporary, you know, just one of those little foil um, barbecue things. And I knew, I thought, oh, this will be disaster. It was p- absolutely perfect. Well, thanks. You've really, <laughs> really made and I, me and feel And I'm an better. incompetent fool when it comes to that sort of thing. The only thing I'd say about camping is that we're going to order some better mattresses. <laughs> airbeds. The airbeds are superb, actually. Re- highly recommended. Yeah, I've had a lot of encounters with airbeds but that's another podcast all of its own that's the, anyway the, sorry the airbed edition the airbed solution 
that's a new prisoner title. Um, I wonder if in the future you would consider having Benny and the Doctor travel to some other universes, possible in the style of Marvel's Exiles comic, in which the group X-Men from differing universes are forced by a benevolent power to travel in an almost quantum leap fashion from universe to universe, correcting the mistakes in time. I think that this would be a fascinating thing to do as it would allow for a lot more what-if stories like the original Unbound series and the exploration of key concepts of Doctor Who. I await all future releases with unbridled excitement. Jonah Kensett. Sent from Mars, brackets. It literally did say that at the bottom of the email. Close that brackets. was me. <laughs> That's me writing that to you. It literally did say It says sent from Mars. Oh, really? It's, it's... Yes, yes. Well, you know, that's amazing, isn't it? I mean, I didn't... I didn't yeah. know. I, watch out for ice warriors. I mean, <laughs> 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 um, yeah, because uh, you can uh, also you can set your message up to say anything. I know James Goss, you know, who's uh, produces. Torch I know what you're going to say this Benny. is superb. It, it says sent from my Amstrad, doesn't it? Amstrad something or other. Oh no, there was a really good one that I got from him. Um, it was a holiday one, and yeah. uh, where is it? Uh, it's superb because it did make me chuckle. So my keyboard has just decided. There we go. Uh, it said here, Hello, now I'm on holiday. Your emails will probably not be dealt with until September the 9th. And then erratically by a man who'd rather be on holiday. <laughs> I thought that was quite good. But it doesn't say sent from my Amstrad at the bottom, does it? No, it doesn't, no. Because I know Jason took that seriously. He said, what, you you really still using an Amstrad computer? And yeah, I think it's a joke, Jason. <laughs> That's the dream, though. Um, and talking of James Goss, of course, he is the producer of the uh, new adventures of Bernice Summerfield. So I just hope he was listening to this podcast and that he'll steal all your ideas about the uh, Marvel's X Exiles comic and, and Quantum Leap and correcting mistakes in time. I always wondered about Quantum Leap, that American series, where he's correcting things that went wrong in time. You think, well, who made them go wrong in the first place? Maybe that gets answered in the series. I never made it to the end. Oh, boy. Uh, last podcast, I mentioned that someone had written in about the length of the podcast. It was Mark Fippen. Even though I didn't read out his email, he's written in to respond to what I said because I just made a sort of little jibe about it. He says, hi, Nick and Benji. I've just listened to your response to my email on your latest podcast. And I only have this to say. Fair enough. Point taken. <laughs> Carry on the good. No, superb work. Regards, Mark Fippen. That's very nice of you, because I think I was being a little bit mean. I was being so, all sort of like petulant about it. Well, well someone said the podcast are too long anyway okay benji over to you okay so, so the this is the last email this is the last yes. email yes we're three hours into the podcast now <laughs> <laughs> and finally this is from mario garcia which is i quite like that name it rolls off the tongue nicely hello nicholas briggs and friends that's me i'm a friend and a plural um i <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about today. I hope you are well, and I am listening to the Dan Dare podcast, and I have been inspired to write this email. As you might expect, I've got a question or two, as well as a as well as a couple of comments. So let us get down to business. Sits down at a desk, opens the dossier. <laughs> First on the agenda, in inverted commas, is a comment. I've been closely following the podcast since the heydays of Joseph Smith, and I've got to say, I'd love, I've loved most minutes of it. I love the way there's most of there might There are a couple of minutes you've thought. Oh, yeah, a couple like, of minutes where he's just gone, oh, God, I hate this. Don't, don't like that, that minute at all. 
<laughs> Oddly enough, the main thing that has inspired me to write into this email is the music in the Dan Dare podcast. I must say that whoever edits these podcasts did a magnificent job on what music played over the various parts of the podcast, especially during the account excellently written by another BF fan. I believe his name was Shane. Anyway, keep up the good work on that. The music actually leads me to my next point. Any chance for special release that could be made featuring songs that have been sung throughout other Big Finish releases? Perhaps the CD could feature songs such as that creepy version of Silent Night from The Silver Turk, or the songs from the stage play adaptation The Ultimate Adventure. In my opinion, and perhaps others, Big Finish has turned out some amazing songs as well as stories. I know you guys aren't a record label in the industry, but hey, iTunes would, would be made just a little bit brighter if they graced if they they were graced by the silver tones of some of your hits. Just a thought. And lastly, something that's niggled at me for the past couple of podcasts. I'm curious, what exactly did Hannah Newman send in as the Randomoid Selectatron? Is it a program that randomly searches the Big Finish website? Or something like that? If any of these questions could be answered, it would be as if a drowned man were trading places with a thirsty one. Everyone is happy. Thank you for all the work you do, and again, keep it up. Best regards, Mario Garcia. P.S. I love the banter in these podcasts. I literally laugh out loud. So do I. Yeah, it's not worth laughing quite... quite. What's the opposite of out loud? In quiet. In, with, in your head, in, sort of. <laughs> uh, well, well okay, okay, let's deal with all these points then. Okay then, right, well, Nick, over uh, to you. Oh, the music, well, thank you. It's me who edits the podcast, and it's me who put the music on. And yes, and, and Shane Dumphy's uh, emails about Patrick McGoo and what I've done has taken incidental music from our uh, audio reimagining of The Prisoner, uh, brilliant music by Jamie Robertson, and put that as a bed underneath those emails to give them a prisonery feel. Can you get? Is the music on the release? I can't remember. If, is it, yes, yeah. yes. If you've uh, if you've bought the prisoner from us, there's a whole package of extra material you can download. Uh, possibly the best package of extras material that any release at Big Finish has offered. <gasps> there's, a, there's a whole extra documentary which isn't on the CD. There's all the music from all four episodes. It's not a suite. It's every single piece of music. So that's and. The, I just listened to some before I, we started recording this. I do love it. I might put some more underneath all this, you know, just for at the last atmosphere. Uh, and and also the scripts as well. Yeah. So I think that's it. So, yeah. So you do get that. Um, yeah. The the uh, the silver turk. You know, I've forgotten all about the silent night thing. I know that there was one. Uh, Barnaby Edwards went through a phase of every story he directed. He he inserted a song and wrote it and got the composer to do the music for it. One of the songs that Barnaby wrote was uh, for the horror of glam rock, where the the late and much missed Stephen Gately uh, of Boyzone um, he sang this song for us. And they did, I'm sure they released it on iTunes. I don't know whether it's still around. I can't. I can't even remember what it's called now. This oh. Um, yeah, well, um, and sometimes we're under sort of restrictive agreements about singing in our in our uh, productions. I know that there was a, a, a version of something from M. Butterfly in uh, the Death 
collectors uh, where we got an opera singer in to sing that section of the opera and uh, but it was under an agreement not to release it separately it had to only be part of the drama but anyway part of me wants to say there's there's little songs in the scorchies yeah, we should look into that. I should raise that at the next big, big finish meeting. Um, some that niggled me. That yeah, what would, what would you like to say about the randomoid selectatron? Yes, Benji? well, actually, we've got some uh, little randomoid updates here, which which actually because we opened the randomoid selectatron, uh, which is is a lovely little program which was made by. Uh, got to go back to the email. Um, so it was made by Hannah. And essentially, she's made it on her own website. I seem to to believe, um, and it's it it goes through the Big Finish website at random, selecting a page. Now, before we had a couple of little uh, niggles with it, which it kept coming up with error pages and and blank pages and and strange things like that. And uh, I, I I turned on the randomoid selector on this morning. Uh, and there appears to be some updates now. So we've got now with 100% less 404 and an inspirational quote, which I know I'm going to, to recite every morning uh, by Nick, Nicholas Briggs <laughs> himself that says, let's call him Ran. And, uh, brings, That's gets, what we're calling the randomoid selection. It's, it's Ran. He's an old mate of ours. But no, it's it's on a website. I mean, I don't know. Perhaps, perhaps um, uh, Hannah could write in if she's listening to this and maybe we could... Posted up for people to to access, perhaps if they fancy, yeah yeah. Fancy what do you, how do you feel about that, Hannah? Let us know. I mean, Mario is asking, you know, could it be incorporated into our website? And we are talking about that, but uh, it won't be in the first phase of the new website. But yeah, maybe maybe we should just. Uh... Anyway, there you are, Mario. I uh, hopefully everyone is happy as you postulated, and uh, I don't know how good the banter was there. It's bantalicious. It got, it got it got a bit weary. I felt. and anyway that's the end of the emails goodbye emails Uh, yes so now it is time for our guest interviewer Nick chats with Ramon Tikaram as well as being a well-known actor generally, uh, Ramon has featured in a number of Big Finish releases, including Unit, as we mentioned earlier, Survivors, and The Prisoner. So... Yes, and I start off with a confession. Ramon, hello. Hello, Nick. How are you? I, I'm good, yeah. I have uh, I have a white middle-class fear of saying your surname. <laughs> Well, it's. Well, I remember my sister when when she first came out. She actually wrote the pronunciation on a T-shirt. You could buy the T-shirt, but actually, it wasn't very phonetically kind of friendly. So people still pronounced it completely wrong. It's Tickerum. Yeah, yeah. I um, knew that, but I'm but, just frightened of saying it. It's like me and McDonald. I'm not Scottish enough to say it. Yeah. <laughs> McDonald. Um, so you've done a lot of Big Finish. Haven't I you? I love working with Big Finish to come in and just be these characters that in front of camera would be impossible to shoot um, is fantastic for any actor and I think that's I was talking about it with Richard Dixon another big Finnish artist and we were both saying it's just such good fun to come in and be a blob uh, uh, an ancient you know alien I have pl- I've pl- I've played everything I've even played a Native American in that wonderful it was a Jago story uh, yeah yeah 
So I've done loads. And I'm, and, and I'm a regular member of the unit as Colonel Shindy, which is extraordinarily fun because he's basically like everybody who taught me at school. So I went to military school. So Did yeah. you? Yeah, I did. My father was in the army. And at the age of 11, I was sent to, this, I was sent to Dover. Um, to this school called the Duke of York, sandwiched between the Borstal and the Irish Guard. So it was, it was, <laughs> yes. And I was there for seven years, and I hated every single one. In one of those years, all I all I wanted to do was sing and dance. And they kept giving me the gun, a forty-pound backpack, and telling me to run everywhere. And it was just so antithetical to what I wanted to be. Yeah, it's your the rest of your life been a. a a rebellion against all that. It has, it has, which hasn't necessarily served me well, but yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, is there any chance that you'd be able to reel off a list of all the big finished things you've done? Uh, yeah, well, let me have a go. I've, so I've done uh, some of the, right, the... Um, <laughs> is the answer no? <laughs> the answer is probably no, because titles, they go out my head, but moments of, of dramatic wonder, they stay. I wish I hadn't said that, because now you're going to need a list of that, aren't you? <laughs> Lots. Anyway, you did the prisoner. I did. Oh, sorry. Yes, yes. I can name the prisoner because that was fantastic. I got to be number two, and I got to. It's and I think that's another thing about Big Finish. You revive things that we all know and are kind of part of our kind of cultural DNA, um, and then you get to be those characters. So, you know, the idea of playing a Leo McKern, that was you know that that was the immediate attraction. But then also Mark Elstrop did the most incredible. Not not impression or impersonation, but you know, faithful tribute to Patrick. So yeah, yeah, it was quite remarkable, wasn't yeah, it? Quite remarkable. I kind of knew he'd be good, but I didn't think that he'd yeah. be that good. But then you go on his IMDb page, and then you see the comments, and people love him. He's very good at what he does. He should really be a sort of major film star. He should be, but not. But he likes to do theatre and pit lockery. No, that's true. Yeah. He does. Yeah. He does. Yeah. Goodness me. And um, of course. You know, we've spoken about it before other times about this life. Yeah. Which was the thing that... Well, did that sort of launch your it, career? It would have been the, the thing that launched my career because uh, I, I had filmed Kama Sutra before that, but that oh, had hadn't came, come oh, out in the... Yeah. So it came out in the cinemas at the same time. So on screen, I was this, you know, gay heartthrob. And on the big screen, I was this hunky sculptor. It's ever such a long time ago. How does one decide for those? Because there will be some Americans listening, and they may not have heard of this life. Right. Which we, it was yeah. groundbreaking TV in the mid nineties. Mid nineties, yeah. groundbreaking TV about young people, their kind of daily concerns. But I suppose at the time, uh, the world was changing. I, if you look at the programs now, you see the size of the mobile phones, um, and just the way in which. I suppose it's different now because actually we were talking about this earlier people interact through a tablet so that was probably the last of the pre-tabletization of humanity <laughs> shows that's a big claim for a little show but there we are the yeah. pre-tabletization of humanity <laughs> that's the Doctor. next Doctor Who we're doing yeah. <laughs> I remember I used to, I, I must have told this before, I was, when this life started, I was on tour doing Brideshead Revisited, a, a terrible <laughs> tour, it's terrible. And I used to, you, I used to try and hurry the show up to get back to oh, see it. Wow. And, some, and some venues I could, because the digs were nice and close, yeah. but I used to be so cross at the end of the show. Yeah, I thought, yeah. Yeah, miss this. <laughs> Thanks very much. Yeah. Can we just be a bit oh, faster? Oh, well, that, that's a massive, massive Nigel compliment. Davenport, I used to say. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes, Nigel's, yes, of course, the sun is 
Of course, who was yeah. in this night? Yeah, I, yeah, I wasn't even making that connection. No. That's bizarre. Yes. <laughs> he just happened to be in Brideshead revisited the tour that I did. Isn't it's terrible that bizarre. That the uh, Telegraph said, um, I went all the way down to Bournemouth to see this show, and sadly, this show isn't worth crossing the road for. <laughs> Yeah, okay. he said. He said all the all the supporting yeah. performances. That's me as well. Yeah, were uh, so defiantly wooden. One thinks that the cast are doing it for a bet. Oh dear, that's that's. Mm. It was true though. Oh, is it? Yeah, it was no. absolutely spot on. And we got we got the references to it into the show for the next few nights. You know, we're talking about wooden chairs. These defiantly wooden chairs. <laughs> I, I once did a, a four-hour translation of a Greek tragedy called Amphitryon which wasn't interesting at any point. And uh, and it was at the gate. And the worst thing was about 13 people turned up for the first half. And then for the second half, there would be one person <coughs> who still needed to catch up on sleep. And it was, oh, yeah, I know it's dreadful. An actor's yeah. life is up and down. Yeah, That is a problem sometimes with doing something at the gate in Notting Hill, <coughs> isn't it? Yes. <laughs> I remember seeing a production of something there where someone was hurting themselves so much they actually started to bleed. Oh, no. I, mean, I thought, this isn't theatre. <laughs> this is just an injury taking yeah. place in front of me. Anyway, uh, that wasn't a member of the audience. I mean... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, what uh, Have you ever listened to any of the big finishes you've done? Yes, I have. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. And have you listened to any of them recently? I mean, what if I were to ask you what's tingling your molecules about big finish at the moment that you've heard that you quite liked? Yeah, anything? um... Well, the prisoner was one, um, and I suppose most recently the, the unit that I did with uh, Gemma Redgrave and Ingrid and James Joyce that that was really good fun, and I've got the first the first lot back of the unit, and um, it's actually really interesting because there's no reference made to the Doctor, so it's it kind of exists as its own independent thing. Um, mm -hmm. Um, but four very distinct characters: the scientist, the uh, sort of political uh, bridge, which is Gemma's character, um, the young captain, which is played by James, and then this old, long in the tooth colonel, which is myself. Um, but uh, and it's just crazy because we're fighting silent things that that you know that just suddenly appear that you can't actually physicalize. But you can only do that in Big Finish audio, yeah. you know. That's why no limits to what you can do. No, with audio, I think. Um, survivors. Now, what's the name of your character in that? Oh yes, did, no, he was yes. I wish I could oh. remember. I did the music for it, so I've I've heard it endlessly. Yeah, I really enjoyed your performance. Yeah, uh, I can't remember his, I can't name, remember his name either. That's terrible. That's terrible. But that was great. I loved yeah. playing that character because, yeah. well, he was a bit kind of controlling, controlling, but so charismatic, and and you can see, I mean, you can see how it happens that cults evolve based on one person's extraordinary charisma. Well, what I thought was good about it is that listening to it, going through to do the music, I deliberately don't read the script beforehand. Ah. And listening to it, it was touch and go as to whether or not he was good or bad. Yes. So, I mean, really, because he seemed very reasonable sometime, yeah. and I thought, oh, no, no, it's going to turn out that he is reasonable, or yeah. not. Oh, he's got a larger view of everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's fair. You didn't play it like he was a villain. I think that's a mistake no. that some people make, and yeah. they, they play the result. Don't uh, they, uh, yes, the you've got to play the ambivalence, um, or you've got to make it so that it is ambivalent. Uh, that It's only interesting. It only becomes interesting when something is, as you say, touch and go. Now, with regard to general entertainment, like I'm talking books, yeah. theatre, television, film, anything you like, what's particularly tickling your fancy at the moment? 
Um, I I really love going on YouTube and just you know that thing of you hear one track and then you look at the suggested and then you go something you've not, never heard. I really love really avant-garde jazz um, and um, so Eric Dolphy is is my latest kind of uh, pursuit and I'm, I'm trying to get everything that he's ever done is about five or six albums and I love that period in the late fifties of you know. Do you, uh, do you remember doing movement classes at primary school when you were little and, and there was that really kind of weird music yes. I don't know if you remember, yeah and yeah. Uh, there, there's a reference to it in Georgia Girl and it's just bonkers music and that's always stuck with me so anything that's slightly more bonkers I don't do contemporary pop at all I, can't, I don't understand it I don't know why people are writing it so uh, I have to find something that's interesting so that's my main thing mm-hmm. late 50s jazz and in particular at the moment Eric Dolphy on television I, it's, it always seems to be football <laughs> or, or bargain hunt, <laughs> and I have to say, I you know I you, I become quite an expert because as an actor you do have days off, <laughs> and and yes, and I've learnt a lot from Tim Monacott. That's bargain hunt. Isn't that's it? bargain hunt. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah. all to do with going to auctioneers. Yeah, and, and, and well, it's about give, being given <laughs> here you are three hundred pounds to go and spend an hour searching for things that you hope will make profit. That's how Tim explains it. Yeah. yeah. It's massively popular. It's massively it? popular. It comes and on just before the one o'clock news, doesn't it? And, then, and yeah. yes, and if you try to do it within the family, everybody just takes the money and doesn't come back with anything. So I've tried to do bargain hunt with the family. It's just ended up with me not having any money and <laughs> they not bringing any antiques to show me at all. So, yeah. Well, that's beautiful. Thank you. Um, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. To thank you. Work I, with you again. I hope I've said in something interesting. I, I, let me be the judge of <laughs> Thank you so much, Nick. Cheers, mate. Uh. Huge thanks to Ramon, who is a great actor and a, a lovely fellow. Just one of those people that, you know, you're sort of grateful to be in his company. He's just, he's, he giggles. As you heard from the interview, he giggles a lot. And uh, he's just, he's lovely. Time now for the Randomoid Selectatron. Hit it, Benji. I don't want to hit it because it's on my computer and I paid for it. Um, <laughs> Sorry, Benji. This is Nick encouraging me to break all my technology. Smash your computer, Benji. So, like, like the changes. Obey. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> right. That, so, like that. Se- have you ever seen that series from the seventies called The Changes? That's what I just said. It's, it's like the changes. Oh, you said the changes. Yeah, cha- oh, I just oh, said it's like the changes. Oh, gosh. Um, yeah, if if you've not watched it before, check out the changes. It's it's fantastic. It's a funny noise, and everyone smashes up their machinery. And it's sometimes how I feel after a long day in the studio. So yeah. now it's we're all, going it's to do with King Arthur or something, isn't it? I don't know. It's yeah, yeah. a weird a weird sword in a. It gets it gets quite boring at the end, doesn't it? Well, it, you it. get to the end and you're like, is that it? It's it's totally not what I kind of expected it to be. I thought it'd be some cool alien force, but no, it's just a cave. What have ever happened to the actress who plays the lead in that? She was very good. I thought she'd be destined for stardom. Uh, she was. She was very good. Um, uh, the only thing I would say is uh, probably to do the scripting. Actually, is that she seems overly keen to go to school at the start because there's a test, and I'm fairly certain that probably ninety ninety nine percent of the population <laughs> would, would 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 not be would not suffer the whole community on a street smashing up technology, and then still feel compelled to go to school because there's a test. <laughs> <laughs> Simpler days. It's obviously, you know, the policy of the BBC's children's department was to encourage children to be enthusiastic. 
about their education. Oh, oh bless. That is so there's, sweet. There's isn't cars it? on fire on the street. I must get to the test. I must get. I've got to Civilization go to school, Nick. Ended. I've got to. <laughs> Mind the burning cars and the murderers. <laughs> <laughs> right, anyway, look, we must yes, get back on to the with random this. Right, chart, yes. So, off with Ran, here we go. Selecting now. And here we, we are. Sarah Jane Smith, Ghost Town. Well, Sarah Jane Smith keeps coming up. We've done a whole thing about Sarah Jane Smith. Sh- sh- shall I sneakily just press it again for the sake of. Yeah, li- not- listen, uh, Liz Laden, marvellous, the Sarah Jane Smith thingies on the big finish site go and have a look at them but yeah let's uh, it'll randomly su- select the same thing now won't it but anyway, no let's, we've, let's, we've got something different here to avoid duplication we're going to move on go on then what have you got so we've got the catalyst companion chronicles the catalyst ah now this is written by nigel fairs isn't it with uh, lou jameson indeed yeah and Tim- is, is Watson. In the, yeah it's in the um the second i don't know timothy watson at all it's in the second series i think yes, it is of of uh, companion chronicles um I, oh dear that was such a long time ago Jan- <laughs> january 2008 would you believe yeah it's interesting anyway here's the trailer you know of the lost world <laughs> these are my final days The world that I came to call my home is gone, and with it, everything that stood between me and death. If you're so afraid, go back to your mama and your table manners and your stale meat. I'm not afraid. What is it? The end of the world? Could be. I have seen so much. You will remain where you are, Homo sapiens. Finally, I grow old. Yes, but I am enlightened and unafraid. You're a nothing. A worthless female of your species who has no use as a soldier and has been kept alive for one reason. The Zednai require information and you will provide it. It's interesting to think that, you know, when Lou Jameson was doing these for us, because there were a couple that her and Nigel did together and they're firm friends. um, It was totally, you know, seemed like beyond reality that Tom Baker would ever would ever come and do stuff for us. And now, you know, I was just working uh, last week with Lou and Tom, you know. And uh, it's brilliant to see them together. They have such a great time. They're lovely to work with. You know, it just goes to show that you can never be sure about things standing still. And I think it was as a result of Lou doing this and all the other stuff she does for Big Finish that, you know, she was able uh, to recommend to Tom, you know, that Big Finish was a good idea. Yeah, I think she and Tom had a real heart to heart chat over dinner where they spoke about, you know, how things had been back in the 1970s on the TV show and how perhaps he had been less than kindly towards her, which he accepted and wholeheartedly apologised for. and was was really quite taken aback and upset by the thought that he had behaved like that. But uh, And I think that all that and the long and crazy email conversations I started having with Tom Baker... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and plus there was another a Doctor Who fan who kind of uh, was uh, came to us and sort of said oh I think he might do it uh, 
you know all that came together to get tom involved but yeah i think uh, nigel fairs is a very uh well how can one put it emotionally literate writer you know his scripts always have superb emotional content and and lou is just the right actor to perform that kind of thing yeah well, i love the companion chronicles as well because they 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 open the characters up so much for me yeah. especially it's it's lovely to listen and get that in some ways that that first person perspective that you might not get from the tv series when you're watching it there and as well as that i mean uh louise jameson understands her character so much as well and i think that really shines through in everything especially with big finish everything she does you can really tell she cares so much for that character it's lovely definitely i mean there are two things here one of them slightly immodest but another the other one is that um it reminds me of what sylvester mccoy said of the strengths of audio drama he said you you feel more that you can get into the minds of the character uh and and that's very much the case with the uh companion chronicles and why it was so successful for so long and you know so much so that when we decided to stop the regular ones you know people were very upset about that and so you know now with the uh, ian atkins producing you know we've we've got uh, more companion chronicles coming out in in box sets um i'm so proud of them because it was the companion chronicles were my idea it was before i was executive producer and at a big finish meeting i said listen i've got this idea we can't do certain doctors because the, the doctors the actors who play the doctors aren't alive i said how about we do audio books quite simply but with the actors the surviving actors who play the companions and we do it from their point of view and uh, Gary Russell said, you know, I, I, he really liked the idea. And we immediately started sort of uh, working out how to do it. And then that sort of coincided with around about the time that Gary was leaving. And the, the, it was still in sort of pre-production at the time. So, um, yeah, in many ways, you could say that was my first good idea or maybe my only good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think anyway, you, there you go. There we go. So you've got the catalyst. Yeah, still available on CD and download for the Big Finish website. And if you've got it in your collection, why not get it out now and have a good old listen? It's well, well worth it. There we go. And that look at that was the Randomoid Selectatron for your listening pleasure. So, just before we go, here's a quick reminder about what's out now and most recently from Big Finish Productions. Take it away, Nick. Philip Hinchcliffe presents The Genesis Chamber, Tom Baker and Louise Jameson star as the Doctor and Lena in a story from the mind of that renowned and highly respected ex-producer of Doctor Who, Philip Hinchcliffe, hence the title of the range. <clears throat> here's a snippet. You are a time lord. You travel through time and relative dimensions in space. You have no right, no right, no right! Doctor, your history is alarming. And Sylvester McCoy, Bonnie Langford and Sophie Aldred star in Doctor Who, Maker of Demons. The Doctor and his companions find time travel has caused some trouble on the planet Prosper. Ace, get back here! Oh, oh, what is that? It just came up from the ground! It doesn't seem friendly! Oh. Definitely not friendly! 
The Age of Endurance from Doctor Who, the early adventures featuring William Russell and Carol Ann Ford, and the TARDIS materialises on an eerie spaceship. Of course it does. That is some sort of military dreadnought. Whatever is happening here, I don't think we want to be party to it. There is too much at stake. We've come too far. So what do we do? What choice do we have? We fight. And the award-winning Doctor Who released The Chimes of Midnight by Rob Shearman and featuring Paul McGann as the Eighth Doctor and India Fisher as Charlie Pollard has been released as a special limited edition vinyl set. It's exclusive to the Big Finish website and there's only 500 copies available. So if you like your vinyl releases, check it out. It's gorgeous. Oh! Mr. Shaughnessy, you're pointing a gun at us. Yes, sir. That's not a very nice way for a well-bred butler to behave, is it? You are not to go upstairs. It is not our place. We only go upstairs when we are summoned. Please, don't leave me here on my own. Doctor! There you go. Right, that's all for this podcast. I never know what to do about the goodbyes, because then you have to tell people about serialisation it always gets emotional having to say goodbye I know oh yeah now can I just say that in the next podcast it'll be released on Monday the 26th of September and if all goes well the podcast interview should be with Sean Carlson Narvin from Gallifrey do you know, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah 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 I think I can say that I, do you know I, I was arranging this interview with him He's coming to London. I thought it was last Tuesday, so I was sitting in the Big Finish production office with my microphones all set up, thinking, he's getting bloomin' late, isn't he? (laughs) And then I look back at all our messages. I meant last Tuesday, but in one of his, he said, so, mate, see you on Tuesday the 20th. I thought, oh. So, yeah, I'll be recording it with him tomorrow as the release of this podcast goes. So, looking forward to that. Lovely chap, Sean. There we go. Exciting stuff there. And we'll also be releasing Nick Briggs doing the interview himself, trying to impersonate Sean in the office on his own. No, just peeping. <laughs> so how are you finding it? Oh, it's, it's good, thank you. Good, good, great, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I've just gone a bit bonkers. Anyway, time now for the next instalment of our serialisation of The Prisoner, Departure and Arrival. Agent ZM73 wanted to resign from the Secret Service, but then found himself in a strange place known only as The Village. Wandering the early morning streets, he decides to make a bid for freedom in a taxi. This should prove educational. Taxi, sir. Désirez-vous un taxi, monsieur? Or désirez-vous aller? You have a familiar voice. So they tell me. You sound just like the voice on this... Vips. And on the phone. A strange phone in my... In that house over there. Number six is house. What? It says on the sign, look. Number six. So it does. Are you number six? No. Take me away from here. Where to? As far as you can go. Just keep driving. Will you do that? Hop in. Thank you. And put your foot down. 
Hold tight! Why did you speak to me in French back there? French is international. Why be international? Oh, we get people from all over the world here. Why? <laughs> Best ask them. French, Germans, Czechs, Poles, Russians. Russians? What are the Russians doing here? Best ask them. Sorry, I'm leaving today. Keep driving. People are starting to wake up. Colourful clothing? Is there a fancy dress party today? The streets will start to get crowded soon. Will anyone try to stop us? Why would they? This is the beach road. Beautiful beach, isn't it? When the tide's out, you can walk for miles on the sand. I shall miss it. See the stone boat down there? It's quite an attraction. Not for me. This is the village hall. Ah, yes. I know someone who works there. Already? What do you mean by that? Well, you're new here, aren't you? How did you guess? Ah, my clothes. Too tasteful? I heard this was your first day. And my last. Why'd you say that, number six? Don't call me that. It's just the number of a house I woke up in. Where are we now? Those are the mountains. Beautiful, aren't they? Is everything beautiful here? And now, the village square. Wait a minute, didn't we? That'll be 23 units. 23 what? Credit units. Oh, never mind. Catch me next time. You brought me back to where we started. As far as I can go. That's what you asked for. Yes, that's what I asked for. Your... You're angry? Yes, I'm angry. Does that scare you? Uh, a little. Get out of the car. What do you mean? Get out of the car and let me drive. I... I can't. Why not? It's my job. I drive the taxi. And answer the phones? And lend your voice to that screen thing, the... the vips or whatever you call it? If... if I don't... don't get out of the car... Yes. What? If I don't get out, will... will you hurt me? What? Yes, I'm a dangerous man. I'll break your bloody arm, so get out of the car. Very well. You leave me no choice. Thanks. Where are the keys? There are no keys. Just... just a starter button to the left of the wheel. See it? No, I see it. Thanks. What have you done to it? Nothing. I'm sorry. What are you sorry about? That I'm going to break your arm? I'm sorry that it won't work for you. And that you don't understand why. So, what's the trick? Does the button respond to your fingerprint or something? Is that how it works? It responds to my DNA. Your what? I said you wouldn't understand. Yes, you did. Maybe I should just break your arm anyway. I suppose that's your choice. Here, have your taxi back. Thank you, number six. Don't... Uh, look, I, I got a call from someone calling himself number two. Oh, 
But you know, don't you? You were on the phone too. Oh, don't tell me it wasn't you. It was just a, an intersoft what's-it, like that screen. Are you asking me or telling me? He said he was in the Green Dome. Where's that? Oh, you can't miss it. Ah, so he said. Green and dome-shaped, right? Up there on the hill. Ah, yes. Are you going to see him now? It's just a short walk. He can wait. Well, thanks for not breaking my arm. You're welcome. Be seeing you. <laughs> he really is the limit, isn't he? I do love all this macho stuff. I'm a dangerous man. I'll break your bloody arm. <laughs> it's just like James Bond or something. Now what? Hmm. Breakfast will be getting cold, you know, old chap. Beautiful day. Bit chilly. It's early. It'll warm up. Will it? Tell me, is it always a beautiful day here? If you'd like breakfast, I'm afraid the kitchen isn't open yet, but I can make you a coffee. And will that be beautiful too? Next to the beautiful mountains and the beautiful beach? I... I'll get your coffee. Please, take a seat. I don't want your beautiful coffee. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. What's the matter? You want to tie my arms back and feed it to me with a rubber hose? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to upset you. Be seeing you. Be seeing me? Well, you never know, do you? Have a beautiful day, won't you? A bloody beautiful bloody day! Temper, temper number six. Keep a hold of yourself. Ah, where to now? Oh, the village shop. <laughs> now, no, isn't that nice? A pogorara palaleva, escaporara epigrana, saltorira opa igarica potetira, fossalara opa cadera opa hidare, zarabili. And perhaps you'd like to help yourself to the pineapples over there, madam. Oh, thank you. <clears throat> This one, I think. Oh, that's a beautiful one, madam. There we are. Thank you. Online billing? Yes, thank you. Not a problem. Be seeing you. Be seeing you. Sorry to keep you, sir. Can I help you? Beautiful day. Um, yes. Yes, I believe it is. Oh, you believe that, do you? I beg your pardon, sir? What's online billing? I'm sorry? You said it. Online billing to that woman. That's right, sir. How can I help you? Got any maps? Maps? Have you tried the VIPs, sir? They're very helpful. Yes, but I want a map. A good old-fashioned map. Have you got a map? Have you? Or am I wasting my time? <clears throat> I think we've probably got a map, yes. Let me see. A map of this area? Oh, of course, sir. Yes. Colour or black and white? Either. Colour is much more expensive, sir. Well, let's push the boat out, shall we? Full Technicolor. Here we are, sir. That'll be 16 credits. Online billing. Of course, sir. What's your number? Don't you know? No, sir. You're not wearing a badge. Is that a crime here? Uh, well, <laughs> it's just helpful if I could... This is no good. It's just a map of your... Village. That's right, sir. That's what you asked for. Oh, did I? Did I indeed? Well, perhaps you'd like to get me a map of the whole country. Which country, sir? The country we are in. 
<laughs> What's that supposed to mean? Don't you know which country we're in? That's the only map we have, I'm afraid. Is there anything else I can help you with, sir? Apparently not. Well then, I look forward to the pleasure of your custom. I wouldn't count on it. Be seeing you. That's what you think. You again. And it's another beautiful day. My first and last here. Ooh, that's fighting talk number six. Ah, now then, I do believe you're accepting my breakfast invitation. Well done, there's a good chap. Ah, there he is. Let him enter. <laughs> <laughs> 